Welcome to the Lady Beta Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Mern. I'm a certified health coach, certified personal trainer, and soon to be a certified brain rewiring coach. We're going to be talking about all things training, nutrition, mindset, and hormone balancing for the Lady Climber. You can learn more about me and the services I offer over at ladybetacoaching.com and over on Instagram at ladybeta.coaching. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today, we're going to be diving into how to start to identify your limiting beliefs, because ultimately, if we can't start to identify what's holding us back, it makes it that much harder to actually overcome it. This is going to be a two-part series. Today is going to be all about identifying those limiting beliefs in the first part, and part two is going to be how to overcome them. So this is actually going to be a lot of the foundation work for brain rewiring. So with brain rewiring, there are are quite a few different components that go with it, but we need to really be aware of the things that we are saying to ourselves internally, the things that we think about ourselves first, so those are those limiting beliefs, before we start to rewire our brains. We need to make sure that we have those negative pathways identified first before we start to change them into positive ones. So some updates from me and a little housekeeping. So there's an official date for the core program. I'm so excited. So I've been working on this core training program for the last couple of weeks and this has been something that I've really wanted to bring out into the world for quite some time now. It's actually been on my to-do or get-to-do list for the last probably eight months and I'm finally now just opening up enough space to be able to film all the moves and really put these workouts together for you guys and for me core is something that I train almost daily. I love it. I love feeling the burn. I love feeling like I have a strong midsection so I'm really excited. This program will be launching on January 8th. So if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, about a week from now, which is really exciting. So that will be available on my website, ladybetacoaching.com. And I'll also remind you next week with our podcast episode as well. I'm really pumped about this. So it's going to include bodyweight workouts, follow-along workouts, workouts that you can do as circuits. And the way that I really designed this is I wanted you to be able to pick one or two of the workouts. There's going to be a lot of workouts in this. Like it's going to be a mass quantity of workouts that you can choose from. And you can add these to your post-training session. You can do these on other days. So really being able to have that flexibility and have a lot of variety, I think is really important. And like I said, there's going to be bodyweight. There's going to be, if you have equipment available to you, so things like barbells, kettlebells, TRX. Um, The majority of it, however, will be the body weight training, and I'm really, really excited for this. So diving on into identifying limiting beliefs, we need to be able to determine a starting point. So essentially being able to meet yourself where you're at right now and be able to identify specifically what's holding you back. This might be fears. It could be the things that you say to yourself. And sometimes I think we have a general idea of what is holding us back, but we need to be able to really get in there and be as specific as possible. And I'm not going to lie to you, like this is deeply uncomfortable. It's going to be a lot of probably either tears or you just feeling like, nope, we're not going here today. And I promise you it's worth it on the other side. And there are a lot of these things that we believe about ourselves deep down that are ultimately holding you back from becoming a better climber, um, from 
honestly, being able to step into that best version of yourself. Yes, I know that sounds super cheesy, but the things that we think and say, they create our reality. So if we're not aware of the limiting beliefs that we are operating on, it's essentially the lens through which we view the world. So we can only view and move through the world through our own specific lenses. So it's really important that we kind of are aware of what our lens is, and then we can start to shift and change this. And like I said, this is a really big big part of brain rewiring and this is such a big foundational piece that it really deserves and requires a lot of internal reflection so I highly recommend if you don't already getting something like a journal Um, it can be like a personal journal it can be a more climbing focused journal you can absolutely also do this too if you are somebody that runs your own business like honestly this is going to help you in every area and aspect of your life to be aware of the limiting beliefs that you're holding on to because it's going to affect what you say, it's going to affect what you think, how you treat other people, how you treat yourself. And in order to determine what is actually holding us back, we do need to get as specific as possible. So we all have these limiting beliefs floating around. We've gathered them from our experiences, from childhood and from other people. So how other people have treated us, what they've said to us. And oftentimes I hear these referred to as mindset blocks, but limiting beliefs and mindset blocks can be the same thing. So if I use those, they're interchangeable. And these are essentially going to be ideas that we've gotten from somewhere based on our own perception of reality. So about how we should look, act, or think. And generally, limiting beliefs are formed from repetitive thinking. So our opinions solidify and turn into limiting beliefs. And when these are left unchecked or we don't actively pay attention to or monitor these thoughts, they can be very self-sabotaging. They often keep us small. They can cause us to have and create negative patterns. And they really just keep us from that biggest and best version of ourselves. They keep us from using our voice. It keeps us from really going after the things that we really want because maybe we feel like we don't deserve them. And these beliefs, so the limiting beliefs, they turn into conviction. And despite our logical evidence against it, so this is one part of it as well. And we'll get into this a little bit more with the overcoming the beliefs. But if you can think of reasons for something, you can think of reasons against something. So oftentimes I'll have my clients, you know, if they really think that something isn't available to them, that they're not strong enough, they're not good enough, they're not worthy enough. And they're like, here are all the reasons why. I'm like, great, come up with the opposite reasons. Here are the reasons that you can have this thing. So I really want you to think of all of the times that you've thought something about yourself and you didn't even question it. You're like, yeah, that's just totally true. You know, I am not strong enough to climb whatever grade I want to do. I'm not smart enough to start my own business, whatever it is. And I really want you to start to challenge those beliefs for yourself. So if these beliefs, you know, they turn into these convictions, they're the strongest beliefs that we can have. So they're often immune to logic and they have this unwavering certainty, commitment, and dedication, but are they actually serving you? So these limiting beliefs that you have and you're holding right now, are they really getting you to your highest good? So it's so, so worth exploring this. And I want to give a little bit of an example here with, okay, hey, let's look at some evidence against this thing. So with falling, most of the time, let's say if you've taken a fall on a rope or bouldering, you've been fine. 
line. However, our brains might have gotten from somewhere. So maybe it's childhood. Um, maybe it was our parents saying like, oh, be careful or you're going to fall. Um, so kind of like precedenting that getting hurt is the most scary, dangerous, negative thing that could happen. And it should be avoided at all costs. So unless we've done specific work to prove to ourselves that falling isn't dangerous or something to fear, you're likely still going to have that belief. So you can see how, yes, okay, something that was said to you during childhood really started to shape and form the way that you think about risk, about danger, about falling, all of those things and the potential consequences with it, even though most times when you fall, you've been fine. So that's where that immune to logic piece comes in. Because if you really break it down and maybe you have been injured when you've taken a fall, it's still probably only a relatively small percentage of the time. So if a belief that you hold limits you from achieving something, it needs to be addressed. So internal resistance is going to be a really big signal for limiting beliefs. So anytime that you feel like you're being triggered, anytime that you're procrastinating, you're hesitating, you're avoiding something, that is a huge signal to you that like, okay, it's time to dig a little bit deeper here. What else could be going on? What are the beliefs that I'm holding about this situation, about what somebody has maybe said to me, about what I'm experiencing right now? And these limiting beliefs, they're ultimately going to be stopping you from stepping into the life that you want, from becoming that climber that you want to be. So I want you to think about those big, scary goals that you have that maybe you don't think that you'll be able to accomplish. I want you to think about some of the big goals in your life that you've already accomplished. This can be climbing related or more general life related. And when you first started to think of those goals, they probably felt impossible. And that's the way that I really like to do things like goal setting, because ultimately it's going to push you to do this deeper work to uncover some of these limiting beliefs so that you can actually start to expand and step into that. So also asking yourself, why have you not achieved your goals in your lifetime already? What are those things that are holding you back? So if you can get clear on that, if you can just be radically honest with yourself and ask, why have I not achieved these goals already? Being able to take a look inside and see how you really feel about yourself. Oof, this is a tough one, but it's very worth it. So how is your self-confidence? Um, again, you can journal, you can write this down, you can type it, you can voice record it, whatever medium that you find you connect with the best. For me, it's definitely writing. Um, I am able to be very honest with myself and a lot of things come out when I'm writing versus when I'm speaking, I'm, I tend to be a little bit more guarded and I'm not necessarily sure that it's coming from the heart as much. So with this, you're going to be realizing that you're the only one standing in your way right now. Like, it's got to be you. You are the common denominator in this situation. So being able to look at that, understand it, and not necessarily attach judgment to it. It's not your fault that you haven't achieved these goals, but rather to think of it as this is very empowering because if I have the power to not achieve my goals, I also have the power to achieve them if I want to. But first, again, you have to be able to identify those limiting beliefs. And I'm going to say a couple common limiting beliefs that I see with a lot of my clients, ones that I've had before as well, ones that I'm currently working through. Um, not all of these, but some of them are going to be able to resonate with you and I really want you to be able to take these and expand on them if you feel like that's something that you're struggling with. So some common ones include, I don't deserve to take time on a route or boulder because I'm not as strong as my partner or another member of the group, or maybe you're a newer climber, so you just don't feel like you want to make everybody, quote, wait at the boulder for you. So instead, you make yourself small and you just move on to the next boulder and maybe it's actually too hard for you and then you end up barely climbing in a day. 
Another one is going to be, I don't try X, Y, or Z route if I haven't done, you know, another one that's an easier grade. So thinking that you maybe have to do all of the V4s before you even attempt a V5. Oof, this is a rough one because there's always going to be something that fits your style, something that doesn't. So you're missing out on so much by trying to essentially do every single one of the grade before moving up and even giving yourself that chance or opportunity. So another one, if I fall on this route that I've done before, everybody will think I'm, quote, weak or don't deserve to be here. That's a really big one. Um, Everyone is watching me on this. I don't want to embarrass myself. Cannot tell you how many times I've thought that to myself. Um, I'll never climb X grade. That move is way too reachy, way too far away. I'm too short for that. I'm just not a dynamic climber. Okay, I'm very guilty. I've said that one a lot in my lifetime. However, in the last couple of years, I've really been working on that. I'm just not good at bouldering or I'm just not a rope climber. So really being able to pigeonhole yourself into one of those and not even giving yourself a chance to be good at something else. And another one, that route looked so easy for her. Why can't I do it? So we never know the backstory behind this as well. Maybe that person was training for years, but you're essentially just telling yourself right then and there like that you can't do it. So being able to identify these common limiting beliefs and really taking it again a step further is why don't you feel like you are worthy of these things? Why don't you feel like these are also available to you? Because they absolutely are. The universe wants you to be successful. The universe wants you to be happy, but it's us as humans that really stand in our way and we decide that we can't have things for ourselves. There are some specific questions that you can ask yourself to really determine the limiting beliefs that you're holding on to. So things like, how do you see yourself as a climber? If you were to label yourself, so let's say you're watching yourself like you're watching a TV, third person point of view, how would you label your climbing? Do you label yourself as dynamic, static? Would you say you're hesitant? Are you bold? Are you technical? What are kind of some of those descriptors that you would describe and use to talk about yourself? I also want you to ask yourself, what is it that you want in your climbing? What climbing goals would you like to achieve? What type of person would you like to become in the climbing community? And why do you want all of those things? So what are the benefits for you as a person? You need a reason to pursue something. And this is where motivation to follow through with that action comes in. But being able to get down to the core limiting belief, these questions are going to be really helpful. And now that you have an idea of how to identify these beliefs for yourself, the next step is actually to see where they came from in the first place. So this is going to take quite a bit of digging and looking at your childhood, your past experiences, for you to understand where these beliefs might have come from. The big question here is how did you get to be the way that you are now? What are the things that have happened to you? What events, situations, actions, interactions have happened? I really, really love listing this out as a timeline. So let's say maybe your big thing is fear of falling. Okay, so that can be in the at the end of the timeline. What are the events that have led up to now that caused you to become afraid of falling? And then ultimately, you'd be holding on to the limiting belief that falling is scary or falling equals death or falling isn't something that you're able to overcome. So maybe like that example that I had before, you did have protective parents that kind of cautioned you against experimenting with your own limits, or maybe they really said and they were very cautious about you getting hurt, kind of 
in your mind linking getting hurt with something that's very, very negative, which yes, sometimes it absolutely can be, but I would also argue that sometimes it helps us to learn our limits and we can really explore our boundaries around that. And it's a lot of autonomy too. So if we're always kind of waiting for somebody else to tell us what's dangerous or what's not, it's going to be a lot harder for ourselves as adults to really figure that out and be able to trust our decision-making process as well. So being able to list out the things on a timeline, maybe you actually did take a bad fall, maybe you had a belay partner that you didn't trust, you didn't feel good with, and that contributed to this as well. Maybe you felt like somebody was really judging you at the crag. Maybe they were, maybe they weren't, but it did add into this. So really being able to make this timeline of what are the things that have happened to where now I have this belief that I can't overcome the fear of falling or falling is the scariest thing to me, and being able to look at those. And that's when you're going to be able to use that logical reasoning against it. Like, is this actually true? Was somebody actually judging me at the crag? Or is this just my perception of them judging me? Because ultimately, I was worried about looking silly or looking like I don't belong here. And that kind of comes back to I didn't feel worthy enough to be at the crag because for some reason, I place those who are stronger on a pedestal and they're, you know, they're more worthy as a human, which we all know is not true. But you can kind of see the way that the mind thinks. And when you don't stop to pick apart these things, those are kind of the things that we're operating on on a daily basis. I can't believe that the new year is already upon us. 2021, welcome. We're glad to have you here. And if you're like most other people, you're probably looking to get started on a training plan or to revamp your training completely, which is super exciting. So tomorrow, Friday, January 1st, I have just a couple of spots opening for custom training plans. These are two and three month spots. So I don't take these type of clients all the time. This is on a rolling basis when I feel like I have the capacity to do so. So these plans are completely customized to you, your goals, what equipment you have, and where you're at right now. These training plans come with weekly email support where you can send me any questions. I talk about such a big range of topics with my clients, anywhere from like, hey, how do I modify this exercise? To here's how I'm feeling today. To what should I do about this thing in my business? Like really, these emails are the highlight of my week. I take time every Friday night to sit down and respond to these emails and I love seeing all of my clients progress so if you're really looking to take your climbing to the next level I cannot stress enough how important structured consistent training is and with that being able to also communicate and talk with somebody that knows how you're supposed to be feeling training is not a linear progress there's gonna be a point in time probably within the first month where you're like wow I feel actually terrible I think I'm climbing worse than I was before I started and that is absolutely normal so being able to bounce those feelings off of a coach have somebody reassure you that you're on the right track this is what's supposed to be happening to elicit the change response that you're looking for is really powerful and a lot of the times in that situation the first month it's just your body adapting to the workout and then in month two and three up and up and up and you start to feel better and better so if you are interested in working with me for either a two or a three month custom training plan, you can send me a message on Instagram. I'm at ladybeta.coaching or you can send me an email chelsea at ladybetacoaching.com. I'm going to be announcing these spots at 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on Friday and once they're gone, they're gone. I don't expect this to be open for very long and I'm really excited to help some new clients reach their 2021 climbing goals. 
make sure you're on my email list or you send me a DM or an email to reserve your spot. And I am super pumped for this. Literally, I'm starting my own training plan in 2021 and it's going to be such a good thing to have that consistency. And it's one less decision that you need to make throughout the day. And it's not necessarily always a question of willpower. It's decision fatigue. Like how many decisions have you made in a day? And then it comes to training and you have to decide what to do next. No, thank you. Let somebody else write that shit for you. I swear it is such a better use of your time to be able to show up either to your hangboard or to the gym, have a plan and know beyond a doubt that it's going to get you the results that you need. Don't be afraid to go deep here and really examine where you got your beliefs from and are they even your own? Oh my gosh, this is such a big one. So I know a lot of the times like my beliefs that I'm holding when I actually start to question them and dig a lot deeper, I'm like, these aren't even mine. Like these are my parents, my siblings, whoever they are, my old friends. Like being able to completely remove yourself from the situation and take a much more objective look at things instead of a subjective look where you're still attached to the outcome, you're still attached to your ego and you're still really trying to mold the result into what you want it, be able to take that step back and just look at things again from that third person point of view. Ask yourself, is this actually true? And the next question is, do I actually want to believe this? Is this helping me become my best, my my highest self? Is this helping me become a better climber, a better business owner, a better mother, a better friend, whatever it is, and really be able to align yourself with that or on the flip side say okay great I've identified this this isn't serving me what can we do to move forward with this and replace this with a better belief so without brain rewiring so brain rewiring is the way to replace those limiting beliefs but other things that you can do that are a little bit more temporary are things like affirmations so these can be written you can write something down let's say 30 times in one day and you want to make sure that your affirmations are in the present tense so you don't want to say I will overcome my fear of falling you want to say I am not afraid of falling so make sure that you keep it as present tense as you can because the universe doesn't necessarily (laughs) concerned with what you want in the future it wants to know what you want right now and how can you take that and make it into a more actionable term to where you're actually moving forward with what you want so you can write it down you can record it you can do a video there's a lot of different options here I know a lot of people like post-it notes Um, For me, I I usually write and journal my affirmations, although with brain rewiring, I haven't found the need to do this quite as much. Um, But just know that the affirmations can be more of like a temporary fix. You're not necessarily going to rewire that negative pathway, but it can be a good way to help remind yourself that you are worthy of the things that you want and you can have the type of life that you want. Then we can start to really make a change. And it's not going to be an instant process. It's ongoing. It's going to take continual work. Any type of mindset work is not a one and done activity. It's not just like, great, I wrote an affirmation and now I'm all better. It takes conscious and continual effort to keep these beliefs at bay and to prevent the creation of other limiting beliefs. So that's kind of the cycle too, is like every time you up level, there's going to be another something that's trying to hold you back. So new level, new devil. I mean, you can think of it that way if you want, but there's, there's 
there's always going to be something else creeping into your mind, whether that's imposter syndrome, fear of failing, fear of falling, and being able to just be radically honest with yourself, exploring some of the things that you've potentially been holding on to for a really long time. So again, this is not comfortable, it's not easy, but it's going to be very worth it. And in part two, we're going to be going over how to start to overcome the limiting beliefs. You know brain rewiring is going to be a big part of that. There are other things you can do, of course. Um, but for me, brain rewiring has been the single biggest game changer, not only in my climbing, but my business and my, my personal life as well. So if you enjoyed listening to this show, make sure you tag me in your stories on Instagram. I love seeing what you're enjoying about this. You can also leave a rating and a review on iTunes. This really helps me. It helps other people find the show as well. And it gives me really great insight into what you want to see more of. I appreciate you so much for being here and I will talk to you next week.